0: Welcome back. It's been a week.
1: Welcome back. It's good to see you after all of this time.
0: So much time. Um,
1: hang on. My, I have to adjust my thermostat. It's really hot in my basement, and I've got my cool fleece on, but its I'm burning alive in here.
0: Did you burp. just hear me burp?
1: I did. It's been a long no. time.
0: Yeah. We're not
1: cutting that out either.
0: I'm pregnant. I can't control my bodily functions. Oh, <laughs> you want to hear a really embarrassing story speaking of that
1: yes oh i don't know if i should tell you it's too late
0: okay gonna tell you so i this is my second child within 14 months correct oh boy if we haven't talked about it enough yep there it is there's the timeline so back-to-back pregnancies are just a little tricky on your body
1: yeah just just
0: a little tricky on that pelvic floor I i know where
1: this is going
0: yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I had a cold, could not breathe through my nose. Also, could not like when I was swallowing my spit, just choked every single time because I mm-hmm. just can't breathe. You can't take any decongestants because it could trigger yeah. labor. We don't want that to happen, <laughs> so can't take any decongestants. Dec- yeah, whatever. Yeah, nasal can't spray take those. out. Yes, I mean you can take like Flo naze, but it doesn't do anything, so it's no. like stupid. So here I am, <laughs> can't breathe, can't yeah. swallow my own spit, pelvic mm-hmm. floor is just in shambles. John makes me laugh by making fun of me about something I had done earlier in the day, which is just Sorry. it was a stupid thing. Yes. We what?
1: gotta know I know what's happening, but who's around? What?
0: Me who's and John. Around? Just me and John.
1: Oh man, okay. I
0: know, I know. It was Sorry, just continue. me and John, but it was still it was still quite embarrassing. So he's making me laugh. I cannot yeah. hold my urine in my body. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I start peeing. I can't like swallow lot. my spit. Yes lots of pee can't swallow my spit i'm bent over holding my crotch holding the pee in it's not working and drool is just pouring out of my mouth so i just have just so much and he's laughing at me because he can only see the drool and then oh, he doesn't he hears, know that you're peeing no yeah he hears the pee hit the floor and he yeah. was like was that the drool and i'm like no you can clearly see the drool is on the table and he's like are you peeing and it made me pee even more i just of drool pouring out. At this point yeah. I'm crying. We got tears. Yeah. We got drool. We got pee. Yeah. Wow. So wow. um yeah, it was a good time. It was it was it was a high point in my life. <laughs>
1: It's a great way to start Mm -hmm. this episode.
0: I'm fine with peeing my pants. I've done it all. I've laughed so hard. I've peed my pants multiple times in my life. But the drooling drooling on the table. The drool, it was unlike anything. I might as well have just taken a sip of water and spit it out. It was so much drool.
1: That's amazing.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Wow. It was terrible. No, that's awesome. I'm sure sure it brought you two very close together. (laughs) Yeah, cleaning yeah. up after you. <laughs> oh, so man. Gross. Yeah. Okay. Welcome back. Thank you. Welcome back to the show, everybody. <laughs> Sorry. Should we? No, it's fine. That's going to be a great way to start this episode. I'm sure everyone missed. They've missed us so much. Uh... Um, should we talk about my uh, time at the BYU with their UX club?
0: Yes. Can cool. I one up you with academia?
1: Yeah, you finished your. Class. I did teach a class. You, finished, so. you taught a class at UVU. <laughs>
0: yes, but it wasn't UX.
1: Mm. So it, was it just seems like it was awesome, it was though.
0: It was so fun, so fun. Ten out of ten, would recommend. So I'm glad you got to go hang out with the UX club because they're just—it's just fun. Students are a good time.
1: Yeah, it's fun when they're there because they want to be there yes. and like they're they want to learn and they've invested in it it's just like it's great um this especially because it's an after hours like club um yeah
0: so people the, like they do want to be there yeah they don't have yeah to get and their questions
1: were amazing coolest coolest people Good. so i was psyched last year i went and did it and had the best time and this year i wanted to structure it slightly differently they get a lot of uh They get a lot of presentations. Um, Someone will create a presentation and they'll kind of tour it around and have it in their back pocket. So whenever someone asks them to speak, they're like, sure, I can talk on these two or three different things, conference talks or presentations or whatever, speeches. Um, I don't really have any of those. I have a lot of soapboxes and like partial thoughts. I have courses that I taught at V School, obviously, but I don't really like sitting down and putting together like design talks. No,
0: and I think they, I, 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 wanted to like it. I, I don't like it. I don't like it.
1: And they get, they get so many of those every week. There's a different designer giving a talk. So I just thought, let's just kind of ask them what they want to talk about. Um, and not ask them in a way that you would think, think to ask them, but ask them with an, uh, a non-threatening note and vote, which is my favorite like workshop exercise. I don't know if you're familiar, but everyone gets a Sharpie. Everyone gets a pad of sticky notes and you just give them a prompt and you put five to 10 minutes on the timer or whatever. So that's what we did. I just said, Hey, everybody, like what are, what are all of your burning questions for a designer that's been at it for a little while and is working in software in Utah um, with a background in graphic design? Just kind of gave them my like background and then just said, here's an exercise we love to do at work. I want you guys to do it right now. Just write down all your questions. One question per sticky note. So they start writing questions. They put them around them on their desk. Then the timer goes off and I have them all bring them up to the board. And then the coolest part of this is what's called a heat map vote.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I give them all like five or six dot stickers that they can yeah. spin.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I said, read everything on the board, read every question. And if you think it's something you'd love to hear answered, like give it a vote. Um, and by the end of it, you have this sort of heat map that shows like the sentiment of the class. So instead of me connecting with the One or two students that are quote unquote brave enough to raise their hand and start a conversation with me, we're getting all kinds of content from everyone in the room that there's just like no barriers. There's no friction. There's no, there's no like intimidation. Not that I'm intimidating, but just like raising your hand in class in front of everyone and asking a quote unquote could be seen as a dumb question, an obvious question or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's just gone. It's just gone Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because it's anonymous. Same Sharpie, same stickies. It's like this great flattening equalizer. It's the coolest thing.
0: Yeah, this is super fun. I'm reading some of the higher questions right now.
1: Yeah, so what are you seeing that got um, a ton of votes? It'd be cool to do, you know, one or two questions per episode and kind of dig into some of these themes. But some of them, there's two sides of the board, but some of them got a lot of votes. I'm looking at one sort of theme that got eight or nine votes.
0: Yeah, what I'm what at, are you seeing?
1: because um, everything
0: a, I see is like three.
1: I'm looking at the one. There's the ones that are circled. Are the that was the other thing we did is that we sort of grouped them together by theme. I forgot to mention that.
0: Oh yeah. Do you ever so worry about job at, security as a designer?
1: Yeah, that was a gnarly one.
0: I don't want to talk about that one because that one's sad right now. So
1: yeah. I yeah, don't
0: everyone's getting laid off.
1: I yeah, don't maybe know next if I week. Want to talk about it. We talked. To, we talked about it in class, but I'd love to get your thoughts on it. But maybe that's in our next episode. Um, How
0: do you work with people that you don't like? Well, you don't. You don't talk to them. <laughs> Just kidding.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Let's do that one. Let's <laughs> you do you want that to do one. that one? Yeah. Okay. Well, because okay, so I we grouped these together, and I laughed at it because the two there's two sticky notes that we bundled together and they kind of betray each other um do you see the two
0: uh-huh
1: how do you work with people that you don't like and then the one we put right next to it
0: yeah uh what does this uh, say tips and tricks with working with developers and pms
1: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> which i love my dev like my old dev team i freaking love them and i love my pm so
1: have you always I... though
0: Yes. Yes, I have.
1: At, not at not at domo. Yes, but historically in your career, yes, yes, you've had more friction with designers. Yes. Hmm.
0: Yes. So so I made I, don't know. I made an ass- I, don't know. I made
1: an assumption, <clears throat> and I made an assumption based on just like education and what I know about how design is taught in college.
0: Okay.
1: I I moved the yellow one over to the blue one because. At BYU, they're, they're working in this, um, they have the UX club, but then the UX club is participating in this thing called Sandbox. Have you heard of Sandbox? Okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And in Sandbox, you're paired with a PM and a couple of engineers.
0: Yeah, you have a and project, you have right? To,
1: yes. You have like a real yeah. project yeah. that you're trying to yeah. build. We
0: interviewed a girl for an internship position at Domo that yeah. did that. So, yeah.
1: yes. So I made an assumption. I made a guess, and I moved the yellow one over here. The blue one says, how do you work with people you don't like? And I grabbed the yellow one, and I moved it over, and I'm like, I feel like these are the same question. One's just being polite, and yeah. one is not. Um, and I got a lot of like quiet nodding from the group. So I don't think that it's – What what do you? Why do you think that is? Because I wait. Why do I I
0: think what is? Why it's the the two same questions?
1: Yeah. Why are they the same question for this group of designers? Like what's what's going on here?
0: I think I. This is me assuming a lot from the Mm -hmm. class and Mm -hmm. taking from my own experience in my headspace as a student and where I was at. Yeah. When you are a student and when you are an almost graduating student or when you have found your niche and you start excelling in school at that specific skill set or whatever whether Mm -hmm. it's design whether it's UX your ego gets big you get top of top of the totem pole because if you're like about to graduate you're up there you're top of the totem pole you're high in your class your professors hopefully like you you feel like school is really validating at least in my experience
1: your confidence If we say it it slightly nicer, your confidence is through the roof.
0: I'm saying it in a not nice way because I was a a dick. So it's like, oh, all the time. (laughs) But it's just like you are at this point in your life, which you should be, where you have so much confidence in yourself. You're like, I'm paying for this. It's validating. I'm good at it. And that makes working with other people hard especially in a collaborative environment. And that's what design is. And that's something that I think is completely fine if you don't know how to do until you get into the real world. I think it is expected that students don't know how to do that. And so that's like why you do internships. It's why you're not a senior designer from the get-go, right? Mm. It's why you kind of start back at the bottom of the totem pole. And so that's where I'm going to assume coming from how I acted when I was a senior in school of saying like, how do I work with people I don't like? How do I work with PMs or devs or people who have different ideas or challenge my ideas? Because everything up until that point is just validation after validation and saying well, design like, can you be it could be anything. class. Exactly. Any, exactly. And it's all
1: pretend. It's all pretend. Exactly. And and, and anything you're... can be anything.
0: And your professor's jobs is to fuel that, right? Yes yeah, to fuel that crazy. creativity, fuel that Big, exploration. Huge. Yes, yes. But when you get to the real world and what they're doing in this sandbox experience is saying your ideas are challenged. You have to like having people yeah. just disagree with you yes, is just yes. like insane. It's just a completely different way of like thinking than what you are doing as a student. So I am not surprised by that.
1: So we, you you and I landed in the exact same place.
0: Okay, that's good.
1: I felt the exact same way. I, I think, I, I, I hear you saying that it's not a failing on design education, which I, that's a new take for me because I always get frustrated, but they're learning the craft. Like they're learning to just do the thing, but they've never learned to do the thing for real, and to do the thing like for real with other people. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's like getting punched in the mouth when you're like, "Hey, engineer, here's the greatest thing I've ever designed," and they're like, "That's too hard. Yeah, it's too heavy." Can we I don't tell have- you? Yeah.
0: Sorry, why Please I think why I think it's valuable to be to have that ego, quote unquote, or whatever, in school. Yeah. Is me. because as a designer, you have to have thick skin and you have to believe in what you're doing like you have Mm -hmm. to believe in it and Mm -hmm. I worry that if academia or design school or whatever doesn't give you that confidence in the get-go that you question everything that you do you don't have that confidence when you get into the real world right like I think it's Mm -hmm. fine if we take them up to the cliff and then drop them off of it like you got to learn a little bit right but I think that that Kind of ego trip that you get in school is something that will help you further along in your career because you will be like, I had this at one point, like, I know that I'm good at it and it's getting Where questioned it now, but yeah. I still feel very strongly that my ideas are worth pursuing and worth defending. So mm-hmm. I worry that they won't be able to defend their ideas if they don't have that. Yeah. But okay. when they start talking to developers and PMs.
1: Okay, I love this. Okay, so we talked about all of this, right? Mm -hmm. I want to know now. We, you and I have established the why. Here's why we think this is the way that it is, and I we're we're in agreement. Yeah. Um, The question is how, though. Like, what are the tips and tricks? How do you, at that age, not not with the (laughs) tools you have now, but knowing what you know about sandbox, it's three or four or five college students that do not have the tools to do what they're being asked to do. Um, what are your tips and tricks for overcoming these like relationship barriers and like having an enjoyable, it's a group project from hell. It's a group project. Everyone hates group projects. This one is super charged because you're building something real. The anxiety is this engineer, these engineers, this PM, they're taking my capstone project. They're taking like the coolest thing I've ever designed. And they're and butchering it, it, and I'm going to go and I'm going to go into Domo and show them. They're going to be like, "Oh, cool, we love Sandbox. Show us, uh, like, give us a link, you know, to your test flight, like app or whatever. Show us on your phone what you've been working on." Mm-hmm. And it looks like garbage. That's so hard. I mean, hard. I
0: have I have so many hot takes with this. Like, I don't know. Give me the well, hot takes. Though. You, like, do you want to answer I, this yeah. first? You answer this first.
1: So my answer was, I. I gently said, um, toughen up. Man. (laughs) No, I didn't say toughen up. I just said, this is the next phase of design in your careers, designing relationships. Yeah. Um, In, in more words than that, I Mm -hmm. kind of just said, if you're dissatisfied with the outcomes or like the outputs, what's coming out of these relationships, experiment, experiment, with it like you have all these design tools zoom out and stop focusing on pixels and start thinking about processes and thinking where is the confusion happening like where like how could i get more out of these relationships
0: yeah how can i yeah. set
1: clear expectations so i essentially told them that it sounds like um whether it's intentional or unintentional and in this case it's unintentional you've unintentionally designed bad processes that lead to frustration and like bad outputs, bad work, Mm -hmm. dissatisfaction, Mm -hmm. disgruntled engineers, sad designers, frustrated PMs that are trying to hold it all together. And I just said somewhere along the way, like the group has to be intentional about it. You're going to have to lead it. You're the designer. This is your job is to design the process that gets you the thing that you want, gets you the output or the outcome that you want. You Mm -hmm. have to take charge of finding a way, even if it feels like manipulation, like that's your job is to figure out you gotta communicate. You gotta communicate for me, for me, that's like the most delightful part of my job is subtly like when you start seeing people creeping your way and they don't know that you're silently guiding them that way, that and they think that it's them.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It sounds evil.
0: No, but it's just getting people – because I think designers are very driven in the fact of like seeing a clear vision and knowing it is going to work and being committed to that vision. I think designers are really, really good at that because we're visual – Mm Or perceptive, whatever. I think developers and PMs are not as good as that. And it's not bad, but that's why they're there to make sure that we explore every avenue. Mm -hmm. But it's just exciting as a designer because it's like, no, I know this is going to work, especially as a senior designer, right? Mm -hmm. It's like you have those skills and it's exciting because then they're on board and it's like good for the business, I guess. So it's not like manipulative and evil, but it's more of like, No, I know this is going to work. I just have to get the buy-in from everyone else. And that's my job is getting the buy-in from everyone else. So, yeah. And getting them to be able to see your vision. Yeah. And have it not just be yours.
1: But I can't remember the quote. Someone told me the other day, speaking about process, it was like every outcome was very like everything that happens, happens exactly the way that it was designed. Everything. Intentionally or unintentionally, like if something's happening that you're not satisfied with, like you as a designer, it's incredible. Like the power that you have to examine it, yeah, to kind of document it, to find yeah. those low points, to find those opportunities. Holy cow. Like what a superpower to have a tool belt where you're like, I don't really like the way that this thing turned out. Tinker with it, experiment, create a hypothesis, create some variations of the thing, start messing around with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that's what I that's what I told him. What What are your hot takes?
0: Um, I mean, I'm glad I made you answer first. I think that <laughs> the like, why? Because the uh, practical part of me would be like, no, this is a good like, communication exercise. As a designer, you have to be able to get your points across to people who do not understand design. Mm. So kind of just what you're saying, like the processes and thinking like that.
1: Like learn to manipulate people.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's just communication at the end of the day, right? It's just communication. Uh So that's kind of what I would say. And I think that is something that uh, the school, world, academia, whatever, does not teach designers to do very well. I don't Mm -hmm. think that people... Or that students outside of school understand how to present their ideas to people who are not designers. So Mm -hmm. I would say just look at it as that type of exercise and just push through it. Like as much as you hate it, you're going to work with people that you don't love throughout your career.
1: It's the job. And you're going to have
0: to do it. You just have to push through it. And then the cynical side of me would say, don't do it. Like that's such a stupid project, freaking BYU. Like don't do it. So <laughs> it's like, they're going to fail. Of course they're going to fail. Like these kids don't have the freaking tools to do this type of thing and they shouldn't. So,
1: but that, I don't know. my my point was if you're going to ask them, yeah, that's the impasse. I think we are were, we're in the same spot, you and I, where it's like, I love that they're doing the project, but I don't love that they weren't taught how to succeed in doing the project.
0: Yeah, but I think it takes so much time to learn how to succeed. To learn those things. And I think you need senior level designers around you showing you the ropes, pulling you in meetings. I think it's something you learn on the job. I do not think it mm. is something that can be recreated in a sandbox type environment. I really, they truly, do have, truly don't.
1: They, to their credit, they do have a bunch of sandbox mentors um okay but wow it is no it's it's just not the
0: same it's not the same in my opinion
1: if if you if you're listening to this um and you were there if you're listening to this (laughs) and you are in this position um my last piece my last don't drop out but my last piece of advice is that like uh two things okay like the two things that are your job all the time, every day that no one has ever told you is that constraint and compromise are mm-hmm. your job mm-hmm. every day. Yep. Not everything can be everything. Sometimes doing something that looks simple to you is impossible for nine different reasons that you don't understand. Yep. You can push the pixels right into place in five minutes and somehow it would take five months or five years for your software team to do um so constraint is the first one if you can design it good for you but that does not mean that people are going to want to or be able to build it mm-hmm. um the second one is just compromise yep Com- like compromise like your work is not this like sacred thing if you have to sacrifice some polish if you have to sacrifice half of the features work with your pm f- do some testing find out what like adds the most value to the business and keeps you freaking employed Like Mm -hmm. that's the thing that drives me nuts is designers that are fighting over pixels when or polish, when you could literally almost any software in the world, you could use a Google material kit from Figma community Mm -hmm. and get 85% of the way there and your job, like you could never style anything ever and you'd keep yourself employed just by adding valuable features. It has so little to do with polish and branding and styling and, and border being radius,
0: easy to work with.
1: Holy cow! Compromise, yeah.
0: yeah. Being
1: easy to work with will keep you. I say this all the time. Being easy to work with will keep you employed more than being like yes. skilled or yes. talented or whatever. Yes. Like my job, my job is to not be the best designer in the world. My job is to be the best designer to work with in yes. the world.
0: Yes, you will get and you will get better ideas in the long run to see fruition. If you are easy to work with, yeah. right? You might have a great idea from the get-go, but if you're not, if you're not building that trust and you're not compromising, and you're an asshole, you're just going to be that asshole that no one wants to work with. So
1: I've seen so many of them; it's crazy.
0: So many assholes. I've seen all different. People.
1: I've seen so many.
0: Um, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> you said that, and I was like, ew, that's gross." Um, no, there,
1: it surprises me how often I still encounter this breed of designer that can't compromise and that no. does not understand constraint yeah, or constraints. Yeah.
0: It's that ego. I feel like you got to build that ego up in school. You have to abandon it when you get into the check workforce, it. you got to check it and then it can get built back up. Like you need it for the familiarity, know that you can come back to it, but you got to abandon it. I have two things of advice. Do it. So one would be be patient People just want to be heard. And so when you're working with people like a developer or a PM, mm-hmm. they just want to feel like their ideas are A, valid, and B, like they were thought through, right? And so, and that's typically like what a designer wants too. Designers just want to feel heard. Everyone just wants to feel heard. So if you look at it at a more human standpoint, it mm-hmm. makes it easier to just have those conversations rather than feeling like you have to be on the defense. Mm. It's just like, you know, we're just having conversations. People just want to be heard. And so even if you don't listen to them or you don't make the change that they want made, you just have to, you just have to pretend like you are hearing them yeah. as like yeah. shitties. That sounds like you don't want to be like, Oh, ha ha. Yeah, whatever. But you just have to hear people out. So I would say be patient in that sense. And then my second piece of advice would be that this does not have to go in your portfolio. You can do this and you can trash it and then Mm -hmm. redo it and make a Figma prototype and have it look and feel however you want. It does not need to go in your portfolio. No one has to see it after you've done it. Just do the project, get the grade and say goodbye.
1: But the value, I agree. But the value would not be in mockups. The value would be in having that real world experience. Normally, with someone yeah, out, but of,
0: like if you, but if it was a if if it was a terrible experience, why would you include it in your portfolio?
1: Because as a as a hiring manager, normally that's the thing that people are lacking. When I'm hiring someone out of school, I can't trust that they have worked with successfully or, or unsuccessfully know what it's like to work with engineers and PMs.
0: but I don't um, I guess I don't expect them to: I'm and saying it they, could be a
1: huge bonus:
0: it could, but if it was a bad experience for them, it could be a huge
1: like, all experience knock is, a huge all ding. experience is good experience <sighs> when it comes to cross-functional stuff, I would Learn so it much rather the
0: job <laughs> I would so <laughs> much rather if
1: they could get that before they got to spiff if they could get that before they got to me. I think it's so valuable.
0: Nah. I mean, if they're an older intern, sure. But if they're coming right yeah. out of school, I know that those skills are crap. I know mm-hmm. that – I don't know. I don't know. I I would not want to bank on someone developing those skills in such a weird environment. Yeah, so I I would not trust the skills, no matter what. I'm not saying i you know, trust so. them, it's just less
1: it's less for I, I think I think I'm hearing something else too is that Domo's design team is very well established and that you yes. have <laughs> you have more of the structures in place to take someone fresh out of college and to know how to build them up. Yeah. Um Spiff's design team is like five or six people.
0: Yeah. And yeah.
1: we love hiring emerging talent, internships or associate level designers or like associate to mid-level. Um, we love like swinging, like taking big swings on people. Um, but every person that we hire has to be able to sort of immediately contribute on a pod or squad level.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, no, that's a good which point. Is,
1: there's like nowhere, there's nowhere to hide. There's nowhere to put them. I think mm-hmm. it's a difference in like Domo and Spiff.
0: Yeah. I mean, to be fair, we do give our interns opportunities to work with devs and work with pms and also present to execs like we want to give them that exposure but i do think that we are more traditional in thinking of like an intern
1: yeah right
0: whereas like i've worked at small companies i told i was the intern at a small company i had nowhere to hide you
1: kind of get thrown in yeah Yeah,
0: you get it's baptism by fire for sure Mm. in different ways so i completely there's the
1: discord yeah. I knew there had to be some discord there I feel very passionate normally, about it. Sorry. We normally line up. No, we're we're still lining up, but I think it's just different context.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Different applications and yeah. where you can yeah. see an intern or a younger designer fitting in. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Amazing. Um, wrapping this one up, I think to sum all of this up, this shouldn't be like a, a revolutionary thing, but I think that for a design student, it is. Um design is not sacred like what you do can be done by literally anyone a- literally anyone. anyone
0: ai even not a person
1: <laughs> if you're coming out of college and you feel super like uh, you're going to feel insecure you're going to feel imposter syndrome which probably be our next one cuz that had a lot of heat as well mm-hmm. and we talked mm-hmm. about that too mm-hmm. um feeling all of those things is fine but sort of walling yourself off and saying no one can design but me um, Is nonsense.
0: Yeah. It'll just hurt Um, you in the long run.
1: Your job is to facilitate good design, which Mm -hmm. is so empowering because Mm -hmm. it's not even your job to have good ideas. Your job is to facilitate good ideas. Yeah. Um, If they come from you, if they come from the grumpy engineer that doesn't like talking to anybody, if they come from your PM that thinks that he or she knows everything, it doesn't matter. Like Your job Mm. is to facilitate and get the best design possible out of a group of people. um and translate right yeah exactly it's so freeing though it's so freeing to to think of yourself that way as a translator and as Mm -hmm. a facilitator Mm -hmm. instead of the originator of all things design it puts so much pressure on a person
0: yeah i i love that mindset and i think that at least my team at domo i know my Mm -hmm. team was kind of like annexed and we were in our own world but um that's how the pm thinks that's how the dev lead thought. And that's how I thought. And so it was just, I don't know, Mm -hmm. it was a nice place to be. I was quite happy with it.
1: And when there are disputes, like everyone shares the responsibility for good design, but at a good company like Domo or a good company like Spiff, look at it like fifty-one forty-nine ownership, where if there technically is a disagreement, if there is an actual official call that needs to be made with a design... Jordan owns 51% of that. Yep. Um, I like have the final can, say. She has the final say. She can override if she needs to. Like there's a lot of diplomacy. Like a lot of people th- think that's where this thing fails is like, well, what if you just get overrun by bad design ideas? It's still your responsibility to ensure that the design is good. Yep. But even that you have the tools, you have testing, you have data. Like it's just not sacred. Like yep. you as a designer are not this originator of all creative thought
0: but don't use that as an excuse to let crappy designs get through and make like made live like don't mm-hmm. let that be an excuse and be like well it was the devs idea because like we're saying at the end of the yeah. day you have who's going to be held responsible word. yeah
1: yep yep i learned that the hard way that's yeah. it. i have fantastic sort of uh yeah radical like ownership kind of leaders extreme ownership radical candor all those things and uh we had some really tight deadlines and mm-hmm. some stuff got into production in the app that looked really bad but it worked
0: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. um and the ceo and my boss the chief experience officer they came straight to me they didn't go to the engineers they didn't go to the product manager they went to the designer. And I showed them the mock-ups, right? This is like two years ago. This wasn't when I was like a mid or even like a junior designer. I was a senior designer, um, just trying to like, you know, get stuff out. But they came to me and they were like, Hey, that looks really bad. And I was like, yeah, like we didn't have time. And here's like the original mock-up. Look how shiny the original mock-up is. And they were like, "Uh, yeah, like this still, still on you, man. It doesn't work that way.
0: Yep. You got to take responsibility, but you got to be Collaborative.
1: What a teeter-totter. Yeah. Tightrope walk. Good luck.
0: Good luck with that.
1: Good luck, everybody. Hope this is helpful.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not on a team with PMs and dev leads anymore, so. You're not. No, I'm not. I'm so sad about it, but it's okay. Maybe that's why you're sad. Probably, because I I don't even know. I like my new role, but.
1: Hmm. Let's we'll talk I'm about this. Myself. Yeah, I'm we haven't dug into that yet. Person,
0: yeah.
1: Um, ops. That's yeah. What I am. Design ops. Okay, yeah. We have found the source of sadness. <laughs> it's not design ops.
0: <laughs> I got a phrase, so I
1: okay. I want to cut this episode, but we have to we have to talk about this soon because okay. it's. I, I have lots of thoughts about losing, losing some of that work family, and how it can sneak Make up you on sad. you and affect you, affect you in like in in surprising ways that you like might not. That's
0: why realize. we wanted to start a podcast, and we talk at least once a week.
1: Oh, and I made fun I of the Marvel podcast. I made I'm fun sorry, of it too. Guys. It's
0: okay. That, it's going to be called Courtesy Watch because it's me courtesy watching what they want me to. <laughs> so I love that. It sounds it's amazing. So funny. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry.
1: Okay. Okay. Um well let's recap here uh but the questions that we lumped together when I visited the UX club at BYU uh how do you work with people that you don't like and it had 5 votes mm. um this had some heat on it like no other sticky note has more than 4 i think um this had 5 notes on a single sticky note or five votes on a single sticky note you just got and to do it
0: guys you just got the to... next
1: one the one next to it that we grouped together was tips and tricks for working with developers and pms yeah and that by itself has four votes as well yeah. so this had this one theme Nine. had a lot of heat so john always let says, us know what you think
0: yes last piece of advice john always, says, john always says just be a person just be a person work with people be a person be a person, be a person. yeah don't be freaking rude
1: Mm, i love that yeah Good job. don't be a wow. designer a lot, of, a lot of love for john these days.
0: i know yeah. can you tell he's what my only guy. friend right now i don't have a team <laughs> i don't have a team at work i don't talk to anyone but him
1: <laughs> oh boy the lonely life of design ops person uh, um yeah. anyway uh let us know everybody let us know uh send us some like dms and message us um the other thing that we did that's failing miserably is that I set up a Volley space for us in oh, the Volley app. Um, I freaking
0: hate Volley. I will not be participating. I'm sorry.
1: Well, <laughs> uh, the Volley app is dead, uh, everyone. This workspace that we set up, um, even before Jordan said, I was going to tell you that it was dead because nobody's in there and no one's participating. So I'm not. Um, so <laughs> Maybe we should just do Instagram. LinkedIn's dumb, too. Everyone's yeah. on Instagram. Let's just set up an Instagram
0: great i am more than happy to not set it up because i have too many that i've set up i don't think i have any more emails but i will post to it i will create content okay. for it
1: cool yeah. i'll uh, we'll talk about that but also yeah i don't want to over i don't want to add anything else to your plate right now I no refuse. this has
0: been good this has been good i'm i'm taking it on <laughs>
1: Okay, cool. Okay. Let us know what you think, everyone, when we set up our new Instagram. Or just DM us or just text us. Or whatever. About it. Just go just out and find yell. us. Yeah, here's my we'll home hear address. it. No. We'll hear it like yeah. Santa. We're rusty. <laughs>
0: it's so bad. I just keep talking about John and how sad I am. Goodbye. <laughs> Get me out of here. Goodbye.
1: fall is hosted and thrown together by jordan gleason and logan williams with help from holland siemens connect with us on linkedin follow the show on instagram and reach us on our hotline at 801-901-8228 we'd love to hear any ideas or feedback you have for the show so send them over in a dm please do us a huge favor and leave us a review and rating wherever you get your podcasts it's the best way to help more people find our show thanks for listening and we'll talk to you in a few weeks.